0: Hey, everybody, this is the Drop the Beat podcast. My name is Charles Larita, And my name is Will Sarver. And we want to thank you guys so much for listening to us beat off. I think me and Will are, are you know, remotely beating off, but we're still beating off together. And I
1: think that's what counts. You got to do it together. You know, Always have to do it together. One. Yep.
0: You know, hopefully you guys are beating off at home along with us you know because we just love giving you that fresh fresh beat every week that we've been doing this is our 11th episode that's pretty cool you know we are in the double digits now i feel important i i think i i, I think it's cool i think we hit the big time we did we're ready we can just quit our jobs and, and we can just retire do this yeah i'm already retired right now i'm doing this from florida i'm wearing a hawaiian <laughs> shirt and i am way too tan for this time of year it's great i'm just Perfect. doing it doing it big man doing it big doing it um, big,
1: 2020 yeah
0: yeah you know but will um how you doing over there in casa de la sarva
1: oh Which we're doing good the house
0: house of sarva maybe i don't I know, know
1: it's so suave thanks, uh, thanks yeah Blake. no we're doing it we're doing it we're hanging in I'm trying to stay busy how about you what you doing the same kind
0: of thing um that we were, um, you know, kind of discussing prior, you know, getting back into some video stuff and, and trying to keep it a more regular thing. And, you know, now that my hair is all gone, I'm so much faster. I'm more aerodynamic. Um, it's really great. Showers it take 10 great. minutes. It looks great. It's all right. It works. It's growing I'm just on saying me. it so I could get a pay raise. You will. You'll get that pay bump. All don't right, worry. Check, check is yeah. in the mail. Um, yeah, like showers take 10 minutes now. It's amazing. Like, I don't know what to do with my life. Like, I literally get out of the shower and I'm done. Like, that's it. Like, I don't have to put anything in it, really, or anything, and it's just, like... You have all the time in the world now. I don't know what to do with my life. It's insane. What do I normal people do? What do you do? Like, what do people do?
1: That's I'm a good literally I mean, I've been trying to figure it out for, you know, almost 28 years now, so... Um, don't ask me. Christ. I don't know
0: what people do. That's okay, but... Um, you know, we do actually have someone wrote in a question for us this week. Even though I'd love to talk about our showers and our hair and our just, yeah, our you know, regimen, ex- yeah, existential hygiene. crisis of not knowing what to do in life as usual.
1: Yeah, but somebody somebody wrote in like that's a thing.
0: Yeah, people actually do write in. Um, if. You know, anyone at home listening or wherever you are on the go listening to us and you'd like to write in uh, to us, go to www.charlesloreta.com slash contact and there's a form for you to fill out with your name, where the hell you're from, and your question that you'd like us to answer in kind of a long format style like we're doing here. Anything music, music related would be more than happy to answer for you and... If we pick your question, we send yo ass a shirt to wear. We got a whole bunch Ooh. of mischief, mischief shirts we got going on here, too. And even cooler, if you go on the charlesloreda.com site, we have our new shop tab is up, up and running. And we have all sorts of fun stuff. We have shirts and we have COVID masks that you can look fresh as hell outside and not mm, get stay sick.
1: safe. Gotta stay and safe. And
0: protecting those around you that you love as well as yourself. Um, or, you know, you don't have to and you can just be an asshole and that's fine because, you know good for you um but i recommend it it's 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 important to do um but yeah but we have someone wrote in from ohio this week we got johnny h wrote in. Johnny h wrote in from ohio mm. i'll take it i'll take it so he yeah. has a, this is this is a pretty interesting one um, he said so he goes i've been with my band for 10 plus years now and one of my bandmates is ungodly competitive to the point where he comes off as cocky as if anyone in the music industry is cocky that's that's unheard of john this can't be real
1: no way
0: he goes on to say we've lost so many gig opportunities because of his attitude and we're all constantly fighting one another because he thinks he's god's gift to music is there truly a dividing line between cocky and confident and is being competitive necessary in music that's a john that's a heavy that's a that's (laughs) deep that's that's heavy man um, well, I'm going to say no one is cocky in music, frankly, because I'm better than you. And we'll see you guys next week. Uh, donate to our Patreon. And um, yeah, I don't sh- know. take care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, this is that's a great one, because I think um, you and I personally are really full of ourselves and full of shit. And we're... Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, I honestly think that, you know, you and I have had so many experiences with this kind of a thing where we will actively just not work with people if they're too conceited and too cocky because there's just, there's absolutely no point. People we've either recorded with or we've auditioned for bands or kicked out of bands or just in studio settings or live settings where it's just like, oh, you're just, you're so full of yourself. It's what's even the point, you know, where it's, I I don't want to work in a toxic environment like that. Um, And I mean, granted, I think anyone at any point in their life is competitive to a degree or they were competitive or cocky and then I think there's always some kind of you know harrowing experience that brings you back down to earth. I had that 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 kind of experience when I was younger. I don't know if you have, William. Have you ever had that where you're like I'm the best and everyone
1: sucks and then something happens and you're like
0: oh my god, I ain't shit.
1: I mean, yeah, I think everybody comes across that at some point in time. Uh I'm trying to remember when there was a specific moment, but uh i think you're a little angel though so it doesn't really matter you know it doesn't apply to you yeah i'm perfect yeah you're better than everyone else (laughs) yeah i think i mean i probably high school um is when you know things start to get a little bit more competitive and you know you get a little bit more serious at least for me i was more serious about playing at the time but um we did a lot of competitions as a jazz band and you know it was all over the east coast and It was really serious stuff and you know we thought we were you know the greatest the best out there because we couldn't lose but then you know we did a competition where it was kind of more branched out to not so much public schools it was more like some of the art schools
0: oh boy that's where they get you
1: and i just remember a band coming on and we we never heard of them and uh we didn't go on yet they went on before us and uh they crushed it and i think we all it was it was a reality check for all of us it was like you know okay i guess uh (laughs) you know we might not be uh we not might not be cleaning house on this one and it was you
0: came from such a high profile high school though and i mean you you're the name precedes itself and
1: yeah you know it's known for like that yeah um so but i mean it was all you know it just you know you get comfortable in a in like your own little bubble, your own little network of people yeah, yeah. And, and schools. And then when you start branching out, I guess it's kind of similar to like when you eventually go to college, you have so many people that were the top dog in their high school at the time. Yep. And now you come to college and well, guess what, you got the best of the best coming from all over the country or yeah. world. <laughs> and now you're not that person in, anymore. And you know, I've dealt with some people butted heads with a lot of people freshman year of college because they still had that high school mentality, that ego that they were still the best. And then when they finally get tested, they get very angry, mean, defensive. They
0: realize they realize how small of a fish they actually are uh, in that giant yeah. pond. <laughs> and exactly. they realize you ain't you ain't shit, cause like that yeah. I, like, I
1: mean does that make sense? I don't know if no, you like that,
0: but I know exactly what you mean. I mean that that's how it always is. It's it's um, I was you know in high school with a lot of the arts kids because you know band and all that kind of thing and it was always the same with with them they were like you know the kids were the leads in the play every year and the musicals and things and then it's like we're the best we're the absolute best and then you go to college in the real world and you realize you're not getting handed those opportunities because you were the best in your little pond you go to this other pond and when well, now you're in the ocean you know or or Hell, if you're yeah. fresh water you're in a very large lake um but, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's like you're not shit, like as horrible as to say. And that's why so many people are very stuck in a high school phase. And they're very much stuck back in time because that's when life was good to them and they were somebody. And they always want to reminisce about high school. and Oh, my God, in high school. And this and that. It's like, yeah, because you were you were important. You were somebody then. And now it's like you got a lot more work to do out here, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think my um, my cocky experience was in middle school for sure. Um, because, and that really was like character building and change. who I was, so they kind of paint the picture. I was the shitty kid who, not that I was a dick to anyone or I wasn't a bully or anything, like I was always nice to everyone, but I was the kid that brought his guitar to school every day, had to let everyone know that I played the guitar, and <laughs> no one understood, no one understood my musical tastes because I went to, you know, Kohl's and bought like, Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin shirts and that. Oh, yeah, I was I was that kid. Like I have students like that and I cringe because I'm like, oh, oh God, it's not going to end well. Oh, no. Oh, God. Um, but, you know, I had when I got to middle school, you know, I had been playing for a couple years and I was playing guitar and I was playing bass in the band at school and whatever. And I thought i was great and i wasn't practicing as much i wasn't you know i was only just kind of playing songs i wanted to play and i wasn't necessarily going through stuff to make me progress and i was i just thought i was real hot shit, and you know it practicing kind of went to the wayside and then i remember being in seventh or eighth grade and this one like little young sixth grade kid came in and everyone was like dude have you seen this kid Play, he's really good and i was like okay sure and i saw this little squirt play and he was fabulous like he was such a good player and i was like dude how are you so good and he was like the sweetest little nicest baby kid in the world like he looked so tiny and he was like i play for an hour every single day and i was like holy shit so i is. every day i dropped that attitude i dropped the cockiness um i stopped thinking i was hot shit like that and you know I essentially I, I played every day for three hours after school all through the rest of middle school all through high school and into college when i have more time uh that's, that's all i did because i was like i now the competitiveness changed where i didn't want to be competitive with other people going around and judging be like oh, i'm better than this guy. i'm better than like it was i was competitive with myself and that oh, yeah, i think yeah. is the most important form of competitiveness you have to with with yourself because if you're too easy and too lax with yourself you'll never grow and you know for me personally it was one of those things where it was like okay I can be the best me that I can be now granted that took a while to get to that point because I was always like oh god I'm terrible oh I'm awful and then it was like oh no it's you know because I would always compare myself to others but then when you're kind of realize, you're like okay I just need to worry about myself and that's where it matters most you know that really kind of changes your thinking um yeah, I mean, like, I know you used to do competition stuff with school. Um, um, and oh, yeah. I know that that changes a person definitely because the whole attitude's different. I mean, kind of talk about that kind of experience. Like, what was it like being coached to be competitive? And I know, obviously, with a high profile school that you were at, you know, there had to be some kind of like uh, that cocky nature, like, oh my God, we're so much better than everyone else kind of thing. Not that you thought that specifically, but maybe everyone as a group or maybe your band director or things like that. <laughs> yeah i mean as you, you chuckle it, and look off into the distance
1: that's <laughs> bringing back some memories um, i'm sorry no
0: and <laughs> am this flashback there
1: it, you know what it's a i think it takes away from um you know the what you're really trying to do in a way um because you're so focused on you know getting the highest score and getting all the trophies and all the categories and Blah, blah, blah. Um, I mean, I liked doing the competitions um, just because, it, you know, you got to, you know, hear other people travel around. Um, yeah. But, you know, it, it comes with some negatives. Uh, you know, we not only was it practice every day after school, but it was on the weekends. Oh, um, yeah. Yep. So, you know, in high school, you know, you kind of want to hang out with friends and stuff. But, you know, what, I was st- stuck in a music room or out on the field. Um, in whatever weather, it didn't matter rain or shine. Less it thundered or lightning, you know, one of those. But how nice of them. <laughs> anyway. Um but you know, you you know, people and staff I guess start to, you know, get that uh, ego about them. Oh um, totally, yeah. You know, and it's like, you know, you start you start winning some things, start taking home some awards and now it's like, you know, well we're the best. But You know, and then you kind of lose sight of enjoying the music because now it's like you're so focused on just the little things that, you know, really has nothing to do with music itself. But it's like at least for like drumming, it was like technique was so, you know, engraved in your head, at least for marching it is Um, because, you know, that's one of the categories that's judged
0: you know, oh, boy. Yeah. Well, they're like judging
1: everything. Every you know. little detail. And for me, it was like, you know, why don't, why don't you actually judge the music? We have really great music and really unique arranging, but I don't think it mattered. Th- they're not
0: we, even judging that. It's all technique. It's Squidward. like,
1: yeah, yeah, right. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, you know, is everybody like marching like their knee height the same? yeah you know or like at least for like snare drums is all the sticking height the same the dynamics the same you know like little things like that but i mean if you're you know in the audience you you don't see it you don't really hear no but you know and tensions became high um as the season went on because there was a lot at stake and you know if you drop the ball you know it was going to be on you well that reputation you know that's the whole thing right it's oh that's always engraved in your head it's like well this school is known for its music and it always has been and it will you know remain being one of the best Mm. so uh, yeah no pressure you know, good luck <laughs> yeah have fun kid <laughs> see like
0: my school we we weren't a competition band like we did a couple like the cavalcades and stuff like that but nothing like crazy we're like three people in our, our division or whatever and then i think it was our senior year they started they were like all right we're a competition band and we were all like yeah okay and we, we just didn't want to do it we were like this is stupid like we we did not care at right. all. and I mean, it was very lax like now they're a competition band and they're great yeah But back okay. when i was there it was like no one gave a shit and that's you know it is what it is
1: and it's like we've talked about so many times before on here,
0: it's subjective. Oh, it's <laughs> you know? totally subjective, objective, all that good stuff. Yeah, and definitely.
1: Yeah, like for us we we were a military band and we were yeah, you know, yeah. for the beginning of time. So we struggled a lot in the competition scene because they don't bands like that really don't compete. Because you need yeah. to be it's all about being showy, Broadway props and like, you know, mm-hmm. the, cr- the craziness. And you guys we,
0: being military had, you know, tanks and rocket launchers and missiles and snipers up in the stands. Yeah. And they're like, guys, you, you can't, you can't bring those with you. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to leave those in the park? <laughs> well, there goes our stage show then. Great. Our field show.
1: Right. So like <laughs> we got nailed all the time because we marched a certain way and we weren't going to change it. We weren't going to change our look. We weren't going to change how we marched and how we, you know, some of the things that we did, but, you know, in a competition sense, it hurt us. Yeah, Um, yeah. But we weren't changing our ways, but I mean, I liked it, but I mean, it got, you know, it was was all consuming. Um, But I like to think that I didn't become one of those that was like, you know, we are the best and, you know, nobody can touch us um, I don't think that I was but I definitely know a lot of people that became that person. Yeah. Um, and and I think that was a lot because of you know the environment and that it was so competitive and that we spent so much time and in- it gets very
0: toxic like that though to constantly have that mentality. I mean whether you're in the competition bam for marching like that or even in any other other group whether you're in like you know a gigging band or something like that and you have this mentality of oh my god we're literally the best all the time and then when something happens and you get kind of shaken to your core you're gonna know it and you're gonna feel it
1: and that's the worst part you know right but i don't know about for you i mean you know do you think there's any benefit at being you know competitive or or having a competitive edge in music competitive
0: you know, in being competitive in music isn't a bad thing. I think you know it's it's a good thing because you can create self discipline from it, and you know you you can grow because now it's you're all, okay. Now you're trying to actually be better than a different group or a different player or something like that, and it can push you. But there is, I think, definitely a de- a, a large margin of error for the fact where it can make you toxic. Or, or it can kind of get to your head and that's all you think about. You know? Yeah. Like, you know, you and I've had gigs where we're like, we feel good about how we played and we're like, okay, we definitely rock this place and, you know, and the crowd response was good and that's that's still a very mild competitive nature because we're, we're putting ourselves against the other groups we're playing with. And everyone does that and that's fine. But when it kind of gets to the point where it's like, You know you think you're just this all-powerful being and you can't be touched by by any of it and you know the any and everything's a competition like even now within the band and you know with within it's like that's where it's tough and i've been in situations like that and it is not fun yeah where it's people call you out and they want they think everything like it's like the big macho man like the big you know the big douchey douchebag guys where it's like that kind of mentality where it's like. You know, oh, I've got a, got a bench more than you and it's like that's great
1: you know, yeah like, what are you, okay good and like we, you know what is uh, right. what does that prove exactly we definitely I think we had our fair share of that uh, especially doing auditions for the band oh boy oh boy oh boy um, brew that you know, tea William brew that tea uh, yeah I mean <laughs> we've auditioned <laughs> a number of folks over the years and but and you get quite the variety of individuals that Um, stroll on by but there um, there was a you know certain group of people that um, thought they were better than anybody in the room not that we're not competing I mean actually you're the one that's you know has to perform at your best for us Uh, we're not trying to compare ourselves to you but um, I remember some of my favorite moments I think were is this um, who I think it's gonna be oh i don't know i mean god it could be a dozen people <laughs> but i remember a certain individual that tried to challenge mr charles larita here in um in musical theory
0: yeah and, oh oh boy i forgot about that guy
1: and for you folks listening uh charles here his musical theory is unbelievable. You would never know because he doesn't talk about it and he doesn't feel that it's he needs passable. to tell everybody. It's, it's humanly passable. But Don't listen work. to him. He's lying. Um, <laughs> his, his engraving needs work, but well, that's a <laughs> podcast. Uh, Damn it, I knew you were going to say, that. <laughs> <laughs> but he tried to challenge him. And I think it was probably one of my favorite moments because I had this, this grin on my face and I was in shock and I just kind of put my drumsticks down, and I sat back and I just watched. And listened. do you remember what? Do you remember what you texted me? <laughs> was it the Mortal Kombat <laughs> finish yeah, him? It was.
0: Yeah, yeah. Will <laughs> just texts me across the, the 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 room. He texts me. It's a a gif of Mortal Kombat, and it was the finish him, and it was like, and I'm like now trying to keep a straight <laughs> face, and I get that, and it's like, but anyway
1: you remember that person right yeah of course i'll let yeah. well let, i'll let you take the reins i mean because i didn't deal with the individual you did and for somebody you know maybe this will help john or not but if you ever come across something like that how would you handle yourself so go ahead go ahead let's tell the people <laughs> well i uh,
0: keeping it as vague as i possibly can i don't like reprimanding people i don't you know it, it like I try to keep it in, in the band environment. It has to be fun. Everyone you know has a good time, but we still get work done. But it's when people try to challenge each other as if they're better than one one another. Where it's like, dude, we're all in the same boat here. Like we're not doing this kind of thing. So when you kind of come at someone like that with a more vicious attitude, like a, something like that, sometimes you need to get put in your place. And whether that's <laughs> being embarrassed in front of everyone because you think you're hot shit. Um, so be it, and that's what happened. If wait, so if it's the guy that I'm thinking of, because this happened a couple times. That's true. I mean, yeah. Um, if it's the one I'm thinking
1: of, what did, do you remember? What he asked? Was it? Uh, that's not jazz guy.
0: That was the one I was thinking of. That's why I, I, I thought it. I was.
1: think that's who I was thinking about.
0: Um, yeah, because it was the guy who came in and he was like, "I'm the supreme." overlord of, of jazz bass playing and this and that and this and that and i was like okay great and i was showing him this the whatever song and i was like yeah it's a very jazzy walk kind of thing he's like that's not jazz and he got like real angry about it and then i was like it is though and he was like you know jazz is way more chords than this and that this is only three chords and i, s- I said oh yeah then why can't you play it and <laughs> yeah. i felt like i felt like such a
1: dick and that was, but it the, was like that a, was you finishing him <laughs>
0: And dude it was he was so cocky though and it was like that's just such a poisonous attitude to have it's just toxic and I don't want to deal with that kind of a thing where it's like you're supposed to be one of the group you're not like yeah
1: someone, somebody wanna you want to hang out with
0: you know yeah it's like don't bring that nonsense here like I hate doing things like that I hate being a dick but it's what they call necessary dick William <laughs> that's right what it was because yeah. it was kind of like okay we're gonna stop this right now because do you think you're this like just incredible force of whatever and guess what you're you're not dude i'm sorry like don't bring that here you're gonna get it back like immediately um, yeah and So it wh- was go ahead. it was more so mine was at a reprimanding standpoint more so than myself being cocky It was kind of like matter of factly bud you know it's one of those kind of things
1: right um, and it's it's more so like you know i i think you touched on it was is, is being confident in yourself yeah and your abilities and i think that was where you were coming from it wasn't about you proving somebody wrong or right it was you know you have to be you know you have to have some thick skin in this industry and you 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 have to be you have to have some confidence enough to be playing and you want to play confidently because you can see a person play confidently or not Yeah, yeah it's very visible but you it's a fine line because you if it's any more than very that, much. now it's becoming, you know, an ego thing and competitive. But at least for me, I try and be confident, and I p- try to play with confidence. But you gotta walk that fine line. That's and
0: that's exactly what John wrote in his question, where he said, you know, is there truly a dividing line between cocky and confident? And there is. Yes. But it's very, very thin, and it can sometimes, you know, you can be misconstrued. Um, see, now you did a lot of the marching band and stuff like that competition did you ever do any just individual competitions yourself like any drum
1: offs or anything like that surprisingly i know this is you know because i'm a drummer so like i feel like you have to have <laughs> have to have a drum solo or a drum off i am not a no fan that's of those. not you i know that uh, yeah i don't i'm not a big drum solo person either for the reason that it's you know oh look at me it's very showy now yeah. I think there's a time and a place for it, but mm-hmm. I don't like to do it for competition. I don't like to watch drum solos online. I don't yeah. really, I don't, I'm more to keep it simple and make it sound and groove. Um, so yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not the person to, you know, talk about, you know, somebody's drum solo because it doesn't matter to me. Um, but yes, no, I don't, I haven't done any of the drum offs or the guitar center um, type of <laughs> things. Oh boy. I mean, I, I you have, right? From. Yes, I have. Okay, and it was it's and it sucks because it's just like you know there's
0: that stereotype of the you know the drumming community being like that. The guitar community is even worse, where it's yeah it's and that's what I I got it to be you know where it was like I used to love it where it's like oh yeah fifty minute guitar solo yeah but, you know and it's just like <laughs> yeah this, it's oh, yeah yeah snapping to a slim Jim and it's just like it's so masturbatory at this point. Oh, that was supposed to be uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. It wasn't oh. very good.
1: But. <laughs> oh
0: yeah and like you know
1: i'm dying here well anyway we just got paid by slim jim you know i
0: was gonna say thanks. thank you um god rest his soul but we uh yeah and it's the same thing where it was like just the masturbatory guitar solo kind of things and i you know that's just that's just that the community where it's very much it's got to be like you're the best you know whatever and i would go to um guitar center did all of those guitar competitions um they had like the king of the king of the blues ones and stuff like that and i um you know, I would do them every year for, I think, maybe like four or five years in a row. Um, and it was, they give you a backing track to play, to, And you're in front of judges and who have these, apparently, these credentials of whatever and things like that. Because there's a beautiful story that branches from this that I don't think I've ever even told you. So it'll be new for you. Oh, boy. Um, a Good one. It's a good one. Yeah, a good one. Um, but, you know, it was like every you would start with just the people in the store and then if you got first place you advance to the next round then it would be people in the district and then it would be the region the state and so on so on and you get like a recording thing from it and you know it was like a big a big deal like you know at the end right and the prizes got better like i would usually advance like three or four different rounds and then it would just kind of be like okay you then it would like the people who were like incredible and that's definitely an ego crusher um if anything um but you know that's that's how it was and it was everyone was super hostile at those i was a young kid i was a teenager like a young like 13 14 15 16 in that realm um and i got to the point where i stopped doing them and i would always go into whatever guitar center was near me and they'd be like oh you want to sign up and i was like no and they're like oh come on man you could be the best And i was like dude i don't have anything to prove like that's what it was at that point yeah, like, it was yeah. just a, it was just a jerking off contest honestly and i was just like i don't have i don't have anything to prove i don't want to be competitive anymore i don't want to do that kind of that's not the point of it for me um but it was i used to practice my balls off for those competitions like because they give you the tracks you have to play them and you're in front of judges and it's horrible playing in front of judges whether it's for marching band jazz band competition jerking off guitar competition like that like absolutely they're not fun um And that was the one judge who I had met at this one competition. I was 17, maybe. 17, 18 was the last competition that I did, I think. And um, he was this gentleman who had like this incredible list of credentials of bands he played with, recorded with, all this crazy shit. Um, And the dude looked like one of the Ramones bastards brothers i guess like who wasn't included in the family photos and um you know really cool came up and talked to me and kind of wanted to take me on as i guess like a little like a protege want to be a mentor of me um so i you know we exchanged numbers i was which is probably in a competition bad to do because now you're talking to the judge and he's giving you tips and he's talking there was one judge in this who really had it out for me he didn't want me to advance um because i had long hair um but not Naturally. anymore you look at me now you bastard jokes um, on you jokes on you i can swim faster now yeah um but i was talking to this this one guy every day and you know he's telling my family you know he, he was a big shot this dude had like these incredible credentials the people he played with the records he was on all this stuff um you know i'm talking to him non-stop and every day i'm going back and i was advancing rounds and then eventually i got to a point where i couldn't advance anymore and that was fine um you know so we couldn't really find too much online about this guy, though. All the stuff he's saying he's playing in and playing on. And you want to talk about the mother of You Got Got stories? It was this one. So he actually lived pretty close to you. Not not too much farther okay. from where you were. And um, so one time he asked, you know, when the competition stuff was done, he was like, yeah, do you want to come over and have dinner with me and my wife? and we can check out the guitar room we could play together and we talk about some stuff we want to do in the future record things all sorts of crazy shit and i was like oh my god i'm 18 this is happening this is insane um so i went over to the uh, the guy and i talked to him for weeks and weeks and weeks building me up making me competitive giving me this you know not so much an ego but really making me feel like i was hot shit which was cool go to his house his wife's not there it was just he and i
1: okay this okay. isn't going this is- in the direction
0: you think it's gonna go oh, okay um <laughs> And my dad's like you know come down. call me when you're ready i'll come because i didn't drive at this point um so oh yeah so i must have been 17 i guess um or no was i 18 i don't really remember that's a, i'm just trying to like i always forget this like was a real story and it wasn't a dream like it's one of those um so my dad's like yeah let me know i'll come get you you know whatever i'm like okay cool so we're having dinner dude made ribs and salad and it was cool and it was fine we Ooh. talked music we talked all the stuff that he recorded in this and that kind of thing and then he takes me to his guitar room and it was like this gorgeous room all these guitars pristine condition and he's like yeah 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 let's sit down and we'll we'll play a little i'm like okay cool guy picks up a guitar and he could not play for shit he couldn't play (laughs) anything he was terrible he was absolutely awful and i am like what is happening come to find out he had all these guitars because he had gotten in a motorcycle crash and he had a big settlement and he bought all these guitars and nice he starts telling me you know Because I was like, dude, I'm not seeing you on any of these album credits you're talking about or any of this stuff. There's no videos of you. There's no anything. You know, YouTube is around and kicking right now. And I'm like, there is nothing on you. Like, we, this dude, we invited him to go see, you know, we, 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 we went, did a ton of shit with this guy. Like, we went to go see bands together, like at different venues. He got us, uh, we got tickets. We went to go see people at Havana Play and stuff like that, like some big places. And, um, he, we invited him to stuff I was playing at, like some of the big um, fundraisers and um, charity events and stuff. Got him tickets to get in, all this crazy shit. And I come to find out he's just a big fraud. The dude was a fucking fake. And he strung me along for probably a year of just talking to him and doing stuff with him and all this kind of thing and promises of greatness. And I, w- I remember I was like, yeah, I have to go to the bathroom. And I went to the bathroom. I texted my dad. I was like, he's a complete fake pick me up and he must have blown like 90 down the highway and came to get me because he probably thought i was getting like touched or something um that was a that was the last time i ever talked to him because he called me and left voicemails and like apologized i'm so sorry i'm so sorry and this and that and all this time me and my parents were following this like blog thing he did and he just, like, the week I was done, he just went on and picked up another protege where he's like, Oh, got a kid I'm mentoring now who's doing a competition. I'm judging and this and that. And he would write shit about music theory, music stuff. And it was all wrong. It wasn't like, oh, none of perfect. it was true. See, he didn't know anything. It was absolutely insane. it was, I cannot believe that actually fucking happened. Like, it's so. I never. I thought about that when I saw this question come in. And when it said competition and stuff like that, I was like, Holy shit, this is in the deepest, like, recesses of my brain that this was a real thing like this actually happened to me um and that was for me a very poisonous side of this whole thing where it was i was trying to do anything being competitive to try to just be the best that i could because it meant so much to me to win yeah and this whole thing in hindsight and that was one of the big things that made me stop competing because i was like it's not worth anything it doesn't do anything for me it's not for me the point of music it's not you know, if your music is truly a language, the purpose is not to show off how big your vocabulary is. The point is to converse with other people. It's to speak it. It's to hear these different dialects. It's to make conversation. You know, it's not to show off. Look at all these words I know and open or, yeah. up an encyclopedia or a dictionary and just jerk off into it and then shut it and make all the pages stick together. You know, that's the, I don't know if that was a good mental image. Oh, I'm, I'm about it. Um, it was insane, and that was like a very dark side of competition and my real first taste of people screwing you over in the music industry because i was like there it is there it is right there and that was a big one because this guy was also very interested in me winning and who knows if he wanted a cut of what i was doing or wanted to get in deep with what i was doing i don't know i really don't know um but it was like a holy shit moment and i could not believe it it's kind of scary um it was very scary because i'm you know far away from my house and with this guy who isn't who he says he is but we put our trust in him and uh yeah it was some bullshit that was a big old crock of bullshit and it was just like i don't know what his his uh, he just wanted to ride coattails i I honestly think that's what it was and i was someone who was winning i was young i was moldable and uh, thankfully called him on his bullshit and uh we were out of there and you still to this day can't find anything on him i mean i haven't i haven't googled him in a while i'm gonna have to now because i'll see if anything comes up but shit it was weird that's it was very 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 weird
1: see that's why i never did them i knew i knew it was gonna happen like that
0: yeah i was gonna yeah. say you're gonna go to some guy's house and he's gonna have ribs free for yeah, dinner where's and, all
1: the drums
0: yeah <laughs> just a big empty gray house with no any like pictures on the walls or anything hey, and yeah. the thing is like dude had a ton of money because he won a lot of you know, got a lot of money in a settlement for you know motorcycling or not motorcycling very well apparently because he got all that money um but like shit man it was insane where it's like this dude's a massive fraud like we've been lied to in the music industry before but that was like that one hit home because it was just like it was just so crazy and he met like so much my family and went to so many events with him and he came with us he never came to our house um but you know we'd always we hung out with this dude a lot it was a big fucking deal and it was just like oh you're just you ain't shit like that's what it was right yeah and I, i was lied to the whole time and uh Maybe just because I'm a hot piece of young ass, I
1: don't know. Well, I understand. Man, if, he,
0: <laughs> if he could only, if he could only see me now. Um, but you know, so I, when I look at all these kind of things with with people with the competitiveness, I I truly do think it's acceptable more so to be competitive with yourself because that helps with growth. Like if you look at someone. You know who does martial arts and is very very heavily involved with self-discipline or the act therefore of that's important being competitive with yourself because that drives you to be better and be stronger and work on yourself and your craft obviously you know when you're in a group you're not competing with these people you're working with them so yeah. there's no need to be competitive in a group against other people like even when you see the groups with the two guys playing guitar and they're doing the masturbatory guitar solos back and forth it's like you shouldn't be competing you should it's two people singing a line of a song that's what that is you know it's not anything like that but i mean look at music for how many years how competition was such a big point and how it pushed music to evolve for god's sake i mean look at look at bebop look at any like your charlie parker's or your, or your coltrane's or any of that kind of stuff or your you know your
1: heavy competition Yeah. Oh yeah where
0: that's all those guys did it was you know hours and hours of just playing being the best shedding your shit, and it's like yeah so in that regard, competition was very necessary because it pushed music to be what it is. I mean, would have I have ever done something like that? I don't know, because that was a very different time and, and place. I mean, how do you feel about, I mean, you know, when I say like Buddy Rich, that name, I mean, the, the cockiness and competitiveness precedes itself. Cringe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean, yeah.
1: I, mean, I mean, that's a, that's a great example uh, because he was on top of the world and he, he wasn't was, in. He wasn't into himself at all, though, was he? Oh no, not at all. <laughs> he was such a nice guy, too. Um, <laughs> heavy sarcasm, oh, but um, yes. He, yes. But I mean, he pushed the envelope for drumming, um, and you know, he changed big band in a way and uh, really progressed it and brought a whole new element of of playing and and drumming um, for that time and you know people still talk to about him today so i mean yeah i mean i mean just the like the ferocity that he brought with that stuff and i mean you hear the
0: tapes and recordings and the stories of him chewing out his band for messing up and stuff like that i mean even one of our favorite guys we you dude like you and i have james brown shrines in our house somewhere i mean he was you know he was a fairly uh, cocky conceited dude but it's one of those things like when you're the best it's like i get that like you know or the yeah. objective idea of the best. Right. And, you know, that that kind of hits with, with that kind of a thing. But so looking at all the stuff that we looked at, and I am looking for a wonderful William word of wisdom. Mm. That's a lot of W's there, baby. That's what's up. Um, you know, we've, we've touched upon pretty much a lot of these things, you know cockiness in a personal life in a com- competitive setting whether that be with, with gigging individual jazz band marching band whatever like that um, just the overall cockiness and what it can really do to a band and, and our personal experiences but what would you say is something to deal or some way to deal with someone who is just so incredibly egotistical like that I mean and they're, and you're working in a group with them how do you really get around that and you know what what ways can you really just kind of become one with yourself and not be like that. What would you kind of think in that regard?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's obviously a difficult thing, um, especially in a band, you know, because bands come and go and it's really hard for people to stay together. And and I think a lot of that is because of personalities and and being very cocky and things like that, Um, you know. So that's why we're very particular when we, you know, audition people. It's like, we have to be a cohesive unit um, yeah, personality for us is a huge is a huge point on that. And trust list, me, you know? yeah, we have some we've had some phenomenal players come through, but we said no be just because of their arrogance and the way they carried themselves. And yeah, yes, it's, that's a tough yes. decision to make because you're like, oh, playing wise, it's everything we dreamed of, but in the long run, it's not going to work out. You're going to butt heads, and then guess what? You're going to be without that individual anyway. So yeah. better just to bite the bullet. Ahead of time. Well,
0: it's like what we always say: it's it's. Would you go to the movies with this person? Yeah, that's the best. Would you get best. sushi with this person? Would yeah. you hang out with this person? Right. Yeah. You know? The answer is no. That's, move that's on. what it is. You know. <laughs> yeah, but if yeah. you're, it's a. It, go ahead. You. Know. I was gonna say it's just it's a closeness kind of thing like that. Yeah. You know where it's it's more being in a band. It's it's more than just the musical aspect, and a lot of people don't really realize that it's that ge- the gelling
1: thing doesn't work over just music. It's the whole package, the whole personality. You know. Right. And for the situation where it's not an option and you got to work with the individual and play with the individual. Um, for me, I, I don't, you know, I try not to butt heads. I don't try and poke the bear how I deal with it. And kind of similar to what you were explaining is, you know, be competitive with yourself and focus on yourself and be confident in your playing and your ability, because I've had that happen. And you know what, I, you know in my previous experience i had an individual that was like that and very competitive and aggressive and i stayed quiet and i just really worked my butt off and i also learned this individual's music and his parts that he played um, there you go because it came to a point where one time he did not show up and i was a i was there knew the part and it was this was actually for a performance that night, and we and he was, just didn't show up didn't show up, and it was a, we were having the dress rehearsal like right before oh boy and this was the oh, biggest boy. concert of the year, um, and I think the place held like probably a few thousand if I had to guess but oh that's it oh yeah that's it, um, <laughs> but I knew his part so when his when his, his charts came up and he wasn't there well I stepped in, and I played it. He no longer played with the band after that day, and I Damn, had rest of, in I had all of his stuff, <laughs> and I took it, um, but, and that's with me not saying a word to this person, you know, yeah. I was just, I stayed true to myself, and I just worked my butt off, so, you you, you know, did it passively, right, exactly, and it's, it was, it was about that, having that confidence in yourself, but without being ego, you know, having an ego about it. Um, and so it's, it's really how to deal with it is that that's kind of it for me is, you know, really just work your butt off and, you know, gain the confidence in yourself and just keep forging ahead because it will pay off. Somebody's not going to show up. Somebody's going to screw up and you can be there to take the reins. So that's very true. Yeah. I don't know. That's all I got on that. I I I think that's a good note to end
0: on. You always end it so eloquently, um, and I I think that was very 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 nice.
1: Thank you. Um, I could give you you know ten more reasons, but you know. I'm not, no, you know, I think yeah, you know just... what?
0: I think that I think that works just <laughs> lovely though, William. Oh, I think perfect. that was beautiful. So once more. We want to thank you guys so much to listen to the Drop the Beat podcast this week. If you would like to submit a question for us to answer in a long format, go to charlesloreda.com slash contact and you can fill out the form and send us in something good to talk about, all about that music, if you know what I'm saying mm. like that. Also, if you guys would... Ooh, that was yummy. Um, also, if you guys... <laughs> God damn, it, trying to be professional, William. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. <sighs> Start it over. We're deleting this one. All right. Um, <laughs> if you guys would like... Um, to follow us and subscribe and donate to us on Patreon. Um, You can find that from the homepage of com. It's a big old orange button, which is pretty cool, I suppose. And we're always grateful for everyone helping us out on that. Um, Until next time, you know, my name is Charles Larita, And I'm Will Sarver. And thank you guys so much for beating off with us. We will see you next time. Later.